It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lax Class, episode 96, about to come your way. Hot tracks all day long here on Lax Class. A little Rick Ashley for you. If you didn't get the significance of that, Together Forever is the name of that song. And hopefully that will be true for the man I am about to introduce back onto the podcast here. The one and only Brad Challoner. Buddy, I... I missed you. How's things going? Welcome back to, to Lax Class, and uh, no more leaving, okay? Well, uh, it's good to be back, and I'm already correcting you because it's Rick Astley, so I'm sure you missed me uh, poking out all your mistakes. Not that I won't make a 1,000 today, but uh, good to be back in the saddle, man. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a minute. It's been almost exactly two years. Uh, I took a break when, uh, yeah, around draft time, 2018 right before the warriors uh made their first draft pick that year which was in the third or fourth round but yeah i decided to to pause when i got the vancouver gig and sort of focus all my time and attention and i really wanted to give it everything um when i started working for the warriors and broadcasting inside rogers arena and that's when i took pause and Oh, here we are. A lot of things change during COVID and you realize you might have more time on your hands than you think. And when we don't know when we'll, any of us will be in a broadcast booth for a long time, I got the hankering to uh, flap my gills again with a live microphone. So I missed you, man. I'm glad you've kept this ship going. I told you that when I was on the show back with you in May, like you've never stopped. You've never taken a week off since you and I started stealth classified back like six, seven years ago. Like there was always... Buddy, I'm tired. I'm going on vacation this week. I need a I need a guest host. You have not missed a week in like six or seven years. So credit to you for keeping the ship going. You never stopped bugging me saying, come back, come back. When are you coming back? And and here we are two years later. So it's nice to see you. You've dropped, what, 100 pounds since then? <laughs> couple. Yeah, a couple pounds have uh, gone by the wayside. Uh, actually went out uh... – for what I called my, my COVID route yesterday, Bradley, uh, back in in the streets of Coquitlam, back when like COVID hit and you just didn't want to be around anybody, I, I had to think like, okay, I'm not going to the Coquitlam Crunch anymore. That's way too busy. So what am I going to do? And and I went into my like my old stomping grounds in my old neighborhood. Uh, Eric Penny actually lives in the neighborhood now. And to start walking up really steep hills and like there was nobody around and now I've kind of I've kind of like added in a little bit and I and I run a little bit but I but I kicked it old school yesterday for a good run in the sun uh the COVID route I call it uh back in the hood nice there's actually I read a scientific study I probably read a tweet summarizing a scientific study not too long ago that said if you name your workouts so like I've got a couple routes that I do in Ladner here I've got like the Mm. I've got the the rusty anchor, I call it, which is one of my running routes. I've got the east side crawl 
and I've got uh, the central Ladner loop long or short version. Ooh. But if you name your workouts, I think mentally it does something for you to, it makes it easier to go out and then conquer them because it gives like a personality to it. Right. So whether it's the crunch or whether it's the kicking it old school, whatever you want to call it, um, that it goes a long way. Yeah. Sure. Well, uh, I know we did with, did the crunch there a, a couple of weeks ago. You just torched me up those stairs uh, doing an, a couple extra reps. Uh, but but now that there's like there's been a bear scare on, on the crunch, Brad, I don't know uh, if you, if you want to come back out there anytime soon or not. But enough about uh, our our exercise regiment here. We got a big program on lax class here for episode 96. The new sheriff down there in Fort Worth, Texas, Bobby Hamley. New GM, Vice President of Lacrosse Operations, Bob Hamley, will join us here in about 15 minutes from now. And, of course, uh, we have who we had. We got who you got. Uh, I don't know quite what we're doing for under review slash something else this week. We'll have to discuss that uh, as we get a little closer to that. And, of course, quick sticks coming up in quarter Number three as well. Uh, where do you want to go off the top? I know you wanted to get in a little draft chat before we get into who we had. Well, I didn't have anybody because I wasn't here last week, so I, I can't. No, that's okay. It's, in I mean, that. Yeah, no? okay. I hear you. I hear you. I got to go off Chuck Ragusa's, uh Chuck Ragusa's picks, who did great, by the way. You guys had a phenomenal show last week. Appreciate. But, um, yeah, I definitely think the draft is at the top of everybody's minds right now. We're only, what, uh, a week, 10 days away from it now. So we're getting really close. Um, we all know that, that Jeff Teat's going to go number one overall. To Could the, you imagine, to the if he did. imagine if he didn't, Brad? Imagine if they just said, like, uh, we're taking Jeff Henrik. Teddy and Devin and Stamper will just log off and retire the second that happens. Like, we're done. We're yeah. out. There goes our night. Anyways, yeah, that's that's the no-brainer. Um, what what really excites me is two to six, yeah. and really number two because I think that's going to affect what happens. At Everybody else, right? Three, four, five, and six, yeah. right? And we all know that that Vancouver has been out of the first round since 2013. They've been dying to get back there. This is the highest pick that Vancouver is going to have since I think they took reese dutch third overall in like 2008 or something so back in that three hole is pretty special but what happens with them is it's gonna all get depend on what what rochester does it too you know do they go with a bc boy and, t- and take a trey leclerc reading leave bowering sitting there for vancouver do they take reed bowering at number two and leave trey leclerc sitting there because i think Va- vancouver goes with one of those bc boys um, but their decision will be very tough if those two are both available at three. Their decision, I think, will be a little easier depending on what Rochester does. What do you think, Ro- what do you think Rochester's going to do? I have no clue. Nobody no does. Clue. Nobody has no. an idea on what, like, I've heard Henrik, I've heard Smith, I've heard LeClaire, I've heard... Bowering. Yeah, so I don't I don't know, man. My, my, gut, my gut tells me that they could go Bowering. Um, I don't think a lot of people saw them taking Ryland Reese uh, yeah. with that number two pick a couple man. Of years ago. Man, that, imagine those that, two really pieces weak. on your back end, Reese and Bowring to yeah, build your defense around. My goodness. That's pretty tempting. You're set, right? And then what also I find interesting about this draft is that Calgary, San Diego and Calgary pick right after Vancouver at, at four and five, right? Mm-hmm. So West, West, yeah. Yeah, and breathing down your neck. And I just don't think that – Vancouver or anybody wants 
if Vancouver makes the wrong pick, what I'm trying to say is that well, they can't, Brett. They can't. They can, if make, they make if they make the wrong pick and a Bowering goes to or a Leclerc goes to San Diego or Calgary, and they see that player three four times a year for the next 15 years, that's going to come back to haunt them tenfold. And I'm very scared of that happening. They yeah. cannot. Well, let that. listen. That's why three is so important. I'm sure Dan Richardson, Kenny Thomas, Chris Gill, and company are are scared of that too like they cannot miss on this pick and i don't think they will like you're gonna get a really good player at number three it's just a matter are you gonna get the right player you know what i'm saying there the one that is gonna have the biggest impact and make the most difference on your team for not only two years or whatever when he gets in his lineup but for the next decade for your franchise that's the thing right and and to me bowering is the of all the top names of Smith and LeClaire and Henrik, you know, Bowering to me is the guy that I think is we'll be talking about still in, in 10, 15 years. Yeah, like future you know, captain. Ryan Smith is going to put up big numbers. Trey LeClaire is going to put up big numbers. But how long do those can those guys do that for? How long can they sustain the, the defensive pressure they're going to see? And a lot of a lot of offensive guys, it's not a guarantee that they're going to do that every year for their whole career, right? But if you're a Bowering and you got a C on your jersey half a decade from now. You can be a heart and soul piece that people look back on and go, oh, my God, that was an absolute franchise-defining pick yeah, there like- at number three. And I think there's too many question marks around LeClaire and Smith that we don't know that. Bowering is the only guarantee I see near the top. Yeah, and, I, and I'm probably a little bit biased being being a Coquitlam guy and him being a, a junior adnack. But I've, I've watched this kid real close for the last – you know, handful of years here, Brad. And for me, it's like, it's a no brainer. If he's there at three, you take Reed Bowering and you build and look at, you got your captain right now, former Coquitlam boy as well. And Matt beers, you let him run with the sea for whatever the next five, six, seven years. And I think that's a pretty smooth transition to, I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Here yeah. yeah. And I, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm flip-flopping because I was tooting the last time I was on the show, I was saying LeClaire over Bowering and I'm not, I don't want to think to make it sound like I'm waffling on that and wavering from that. I just think that yeah, Trey Leclerc will be there. If he joined this team next year, he would be their highest scoring rate. I can guarantee that right now. He'd be playing cross from Logan and Mitch, and that would be fantastic. And he'll be your best righty for a handful of years, right? But how long can he sustain that? Um, there's question marks there. And I just think that there's no question marks yeah. when it comes to Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we shall discuss uh, in the coming weeks and uh, NLL draft coming up September the 17th. Facebook, YouTube, BR Live, virtual draft. Uh, looking forward to seeing how that rolls out. Uh, let's get into it here, Brad. Who we had presented by Stampede Tech and Western Wear. Have you heard about the new oil skin collection out there at Stampede, Bradley? Uh, I heard you talk about it last week, and it sounds fantastic. Inspired by the harsh Australian outback, features the traditional lowrider duster, waterproof full-length slicker made to withstand all the climates made from treated cotton. This oil skin will not quit, much like a lacrosse player. Or check out the Bush Ranger jacket, Brad, a teammate to the traditional duster. It's sure to help you keep dry and safe from the weather all year round. Out there in Cloverdale since 1966, shop stampede.ca, where shopping online is still 
shopping local. Results are in round three. Almost. We'll, we'll finish off round three in quarter number four. Just two more fights to go in round three before we have our elite eight set here. But uh, results are in and... Not surprisingly here, I would say, Bradley. Uh, a good turnout in the votes. Again, once again, at Lax Class. Make sure you keep those coming. But uh, the Mimico Mauler, the baby-faced killer, <laughs> Rory Smith, moving on as he gets past Big Timmy Bomberry. Pretty convincingly here, 68%. Yeah, I, I smelled finals for Rory Smith early in this uh, in this contest, Jumbo. So no surprise that... Uh, that Rory Smith's moving on. He was just a straight killer. And when I think of Rory Smith, I actually think Rory Smith more for uh, uh, WLA than I do for NLL. Mm. But I just picture him prowling the floor with that Woody ready to take liberties on on any offensive wrist that came near him. And he was uh, he was a feared feared competitor in his prime. And I think he goes to the finals here. Yeah, me too. And and I I think one of my favorite Rory Smith nights was at the Langley Event Center. And bellies were taking on the thunder. And, like, I walk into the arena, and, and you just, like, I could feel, like, what's going on here? And there was whispers going on. And, and Langley dressed, dressed this guy named Chambers. I can't remember his first name. Mike Chambers, maybe. And he was this, like, hockey, tough guy, big, jacked-up dude, like, you know, likes-to-fight guy, more or less. And it was, like, predetermined. Like, this fight was – bellies knew it. Thunder knew it. They were both dressed – like – Rory and this guy were going first face off, off the whistle, and and sure as shit, they did. And they squared off, and I don't know how many shots this Chambers guy ate from Rory. It was a lot. And I'll I'll give him some credit for not dropping. But Rory, more or less like he had him punch drunk from hitting him so many times that he, like, was holding on to him, and he was looking over at the Langley bench while he had a hold of this guy going, this is who you got for me, and he'd punch him in the face. And he'd look back, this is what you brought for me to beat up, and he'd hammer him again. Like, it was crazy. He was talking to the Thunder bench uh-huh. while he was beating the crap out of this guy. And uh, that's that's when really my eyes opened to Rory Smith and what he was, was all about. So Rory Smith moving on here into the Elite Eight as he gets past Timmy Bomberry. Uh, so we'll jump across to the other side of the bracket here, and it's a Campbell versus Campbell matchup. Soupy and Cannonball getting after it. And and somebody asked me on Twitter just a couple of days ago here, Brad, has Patty Campbell ever put on player's gear just to go out there and fight? And I said, I'm sure he has. Somebody else tweeted at me, goes, yeah, he fought Timmy O'Brien in player's gear. So I posted that link up on this is a goaltender, ladies and gentlemen, that dressed in player's gear just to go out and fight the surgeon, Timmy O'Brien, and and did pretty well as far as I'm concerned. This fight, though, he's going up against Scotty Campbell, and the goalie is moving on here, Bradley. <laughs> Patty Campbell, with 54% of the vote, gets past Soupy. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. I I I don't know if this is I seeing what the next round of matchups going to be. This might be the end of the rope for uh yes for Cannonball, but fantastic <laughs> that he made it this far. Yeah, absolutely uh, impressive stuff. So, two more fights in round three, then the elite eight will be set. And holy cow, the 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 elite eight matchups are just ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous. Suter against Ogilvy. Priolo against Snyder, just to name a couple. Like, I don't know how you're picking. 
winners in, in these fights coming up. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have that in quarter four. But now I think quarter one is done, Brad. Uh, we got Bob Hamley waiting to join us here on the line. So let's take a quick break on episode 96. And we'll be back with the new VP and GM of Fort Worth NLL, Bob Hamley, next here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey everyone, this is Charlie Ragusa with the Halifax Thunderbirds. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. All right, lacrosse fans, welcome back to episode 96 of Lacrosse Classified here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. You just heard from our friends at Associated Labels and Packaging at AssociatedLP.com. Focusing on people, ethics, quality, and of course, family owned down there in Coquitlam, Sean Ashworth and the gang. And I know he had his boys uh, over the weekend playing in the ULL championship. I think Carter took home gold. Maybe Brady took home bronze, I think, for the Ashworth clan. Check him out at AssociatedLP.com or at AssociatedLP Labels and Packaging, best in the business. Now joining the podcast here for the first time on Lax Class, it is the brand new Vice President of Lacrosse Operations and the General Manager of the new team down there in Fort Worth, Texas. The Hammer, Bob Hamley, is on the program. Bob, thanks for doing this. Uh, Happy Labor Day. And uh, man, this is exciting times for you, the NLL and and Fort Worth. Walk, walk me through the process on how you become a general manager of an expansion NLL team. Well, thanks for having me, Jake, first of all, and great to be with you guys. Um, well, obviously, you uh, Fort Worth has to have a franchise first. So, obviously, they've done a lot of legwork with uh, Nick and, and the National Lacrosse League. And fortunately for me, Greg Bibb, uh, uh, he called me in, uh, in March uh, late up late March, early April, we, we started some discussions. Uh, and at that time, he was talking general manager and head coach. That's the way he was looking at the position. And uh, over time, with a lot of calls to a lot of lacrosse people, and obviously with the league's, um, you know, advice, uh, determined that he wanted a general manager and then a separate head coach. Uh, and fortunately for me, he, he liked what uh, I had to offer and present as far as a a plan for Fort Worth and expansion. And uh, here we are today. So very excited. Is that, is that a situation where league executive makes some recommendations to the ownership group of, of Fort Worth saying, here's a list of candidates we think might be up your alley, or is it like an application process where you find out that this franchise is coming towards the league and you, you have interest in it? How, how do you get your name into the pipeline? I guess is my yeah. No, great question. And I I think it differs. You know, obviously, when a guy like Jamie Dawick comes in from Toronto, he he had uh, known the game very well. Greg Greg Bibb and Bill Cameron really uh, leaned on the the league, I believe, Jake, and and, uh, talked to a lot of people. And in fact, I have a lot of resumes that I owe people callbacks on that are interested in being involved that that talked to Greg and Bill. And 
Um, so I think at the league level for a guy in an ownership group like Greg and Bill that, uh, you know, maybe didn't know uh, who's been involved and who those people are, they, they lean on the league uh, and other owners uh, to, to, for guidance. So out of the league since, since 2014, Bob, the last time uh, I think I saw you or spoke to you was behind the, the Mammoth Bench at the Langley Event Centre six years ago. Um, right. You know, what, what's been your involvement with the league in the last six years? Like, have you been trying to get back in, getting your name out there, or have you, has it been a welcome break uh, taking this time off? No, absolutely. Uh, my first steps, uh, Jamie Monroe uh, from 3D Lacrosse hired me, Brad, in, uh, you know, the same time that Team Canada won the World Field Championship in 14. Uh, hired me with 3D and that was my focus for a few years and I've always watched games some of my best friends are involved in the National Lacrosse League always kept my name in the league if something was coming up to uh, either coach or be involved in the management uh, level so I've been a fan for for six years and uh, you know I've talked to some teams that came in uh, through expansion but um Honestly, this is the first one that really got serious, and uh, uh, I'm really excited to be back. And I know you've already moved down into the Lone Star State, Bob. Uh, where are you residing? Right in in Fort Worth. Yeah, we're north, Jake, of, of Fort Worth, um, in a little place called Justin, which is a suburb of Fort Worth. So we're um, actually not far from the Texas Motor Speedway. So uh, okay, a, little a little NASCAR action. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, Brad mentioned your time with, with Colorado and you had some success there, but obviously, you know, ultimately things don't work out for you. What do you, what do you take from that experience in, in Denver going into Fort Worth? What do you think you learned about yourself as a coach and a general manager that you can use to your advantage in Fort Worth? Yeah, no, great question, Jake. Uh, learned a lot of things. Um, obviously we, uh, we, we had some success and we, um, you know, also had some uh, tough years. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep working hard at things. You gotta work hard every day. And I prided myself on that. And you gotta have a little bit of luck. Um, you know, in Colorado, we just couldn't find that goaltender uh, that could put us over the hump. Uh, we had some good ones there, but we just uh, didn't have that upper echelon goaltender at the time. And I, I think we had the team that we could, we just couldn't get over that hump and obviously Things have changed there. We drafted Dylan Ward, uh, Steve and I, uh, with Mammoth. But as you know, uh, young goaltenders take a little time. And uh, we wanted, at that time, to make sure we didn't throw Dylan into, uh, you know, uh, hot water. We wanted to, to, to groom him and get him ready for where he is now. So, you know, I think uh, goaltending and obviously uh, building a group that, um, first of all, are good people that uh, want to pull on the same rope. Dylan Ward's lazy. You heard it here first. Anyways, don't worry, don't worry about that. Huh? Yeah, he should be traded, right? He should be traded. But Bob, that that brings up a, a great point for expansion teams. And this league is is ballooning every year, bigger and bigger. And finding quality goaltending is the toughest thing to do. Um, you know, it's obviously a, a year away from you till you have to really start considering that. But in your experience, where's the best place to get one? Are you grooming a 21 year old to come up through the ranks? Is it doing out of the free agency, like? Where do you find a goaltender and how do we make sure that that's not an issue for every team going forward? Yeah, ownership and I have talked about that, Brad. It's a very, very good point. It's the last line of defense. Uh, it's the most important position on a team. So to answer your question, you're just going to have to scour. You're going to have to work hard at it. You're going to have to do your due diligence. you got to hope you get a little lucky. Um, you know, obviously you look at uh, Philadelphia, you know, 4-14 and 14 the first year 
They go out and make a deal for Zach Higgins, who's one of the, the best young guys when he came out. And uh, I think Jake even has a little experience with him. Um, and it took him a few years. And now look what he's done for Philadelphia. So we're going to have to work hard at it and uh, hopefully get a little lucky as well. Yeah, Coach Day is all, uh, all up in arms uh, today. I don't know if you saw this, Hammer, or not, but somebody created a fake Instagram account of, of Coach Day, and he, he doesn't know what to do about it. Uh-oh. Well, he's finally made it, I guess, now. They're making a fake, uh, right? What I told him, I, I said, don't sweat it, Coach. I said, that's when you know you become a somebody. Yep. Start and people yeah. making fake social media accounts uh, of you. Absolutely. As we speak Absolutely. with the new GM here of Fort Worth, and I know uh, we don't have a name yet, Bob, and, and that's going to roll out, I believe, November the 17th uh, down there. Yes. We're going to make that announcement, roll out the social media and all that sort of thing. But I'll give you the opportunity right here in Lacrosse Classified to just let our listeners know what the new team name is. <laughs> I know you're not going to do that. The Fort Worth Dead Airs. Did, did, I, did I cut out? Did you get it? I thought you got it. No, no. I the Fort Worth Dead Airs and the, the Fort Worth Silence. Yeah. <laughs> I must have cut out. Sorry. Yeah, you had your chance. No, but honestly, uh, it's going to be an exciting day for everybody down there when when that yes. uh, rolls out. And I think this is it's going to be a name that the city can really get behind. I hope so. I hope so. I we're really excited about Fort Worth and what it uh, is about for the National Lacrosse League. I think fans are just going to have a blast. Bob, you got some experience in a, in a non-traditional lacrosse market with your with your time with the Arizona Sting. Um, you know, right. that, didn't, that didn't work out at the end, but what did you guys learn from that experience that I think is probably going to be a lot similar to what you might have to deal with in, uh, in Fort Worth as, as far as getting lacrosse out to the non-traditional fans? Uh, and what's the process there? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, first and foremost, the ownership is already in pro sports, Brad. They, they own the Dallas Wings of the WNBA, so that staff, uh, the seasons run opposite of each other, so they're going to be able to transition in lacrosse. So we already have our departments built in, which is fantastic. Greg Bibbs, a sports executive for many years, uh, loves the game of lacrosse. So that's a, that's a first uh, great start for us. Uh, the arena is brand new. Uh, it's going to be something that – I'm sorry? Tell me about Dickey's Arena, Bob, because this thing is like state-of-the-art, brand-new yes. facility. I'm sure you have like a, a lofty penthouse corner office uh, up there in the corner <laughs> somewhere. But let me know what Dickey's Arena, how, the capacity and, and all the amenities and all that sort of stuff. Well, first of all, I got to get you as my agent. Let's talk after this is done, <laughs> all right? Uh, I haven't been inside yet, but I've heard nothing but great things. Uh, Greg Bibb is just, is just uh, immaculate inside, and it's built for – uh, the rodeo they have every January, so they're going to be on the road uh, every January. But that's uh, that's great because it's it's all brick on the outside, Jake. It just looks fabulous, and it's in a great area right downtown. Uh, it's going to be fabulous, so uh, we're excited about it. That's key. That's key. Yeah, right, yeah being right in the hub. Um, yeah. Bob, you might, depending on if, if more teams come into the league at the same time as you, you could be looking at a potential uh, first overall draft pick and. A guy like Tohoka Nanakoke is probably at the top of that list next year, and it's going to be phenomenal if that's, uh, if that's the case for you. I think Jumbo already to- coined the term uh, Big Texas Tohoga would, uh, would be a nice marketing point. But let's have some fun here. I want to go back to your drafting history as a general manager. Um, right. Throw, throw some names at you. Get some takes. Um, there's some great yep. first-round picks that you've picked up in the past. But um, let's yes. start at the top. I believe your first and highest ever draft pick was one John Harrison back in Columbus. Yeah, no, absolutely. John played for us in Columbus. We ended up uh, moving here, I believe, to Rochester and picking up uh, Corey Bomberry. 
John was not big in stature, but he uh, was a great player, and uh, he could throw the Dukes too, Brad. I don't know, Jake, if you remember or Brad, remember. Oh, no, I love I loved him because I'm, I'm a small guy. So anybody that's in the NLL yep. that performs and is like 5'10", 5'9", and under and performs well, I always gravitate yep. towards those kind of guys. I remember him coming yep. out of Brampton, and he was phenomenal. Yeah, I remember guys thinking, oh, who's this guy when they stood up? For, in fact, Mike Hazen, the head coach of Rochester, remembers John very well. He, John one-punched him one night in, uh, in Columbus. It was from the bench. I had that perfect angle. You just oh, yeah. see the fist, you know, and I uh, felt bad for Mike. He's one of my favorites. But uh, John can really throw it. It's a great team guy, too. And then deep in that, for, you think there was four first-round picks from that first Columbus team in, o, or in O2 that you were general managing. But deep in that first round, one Mark Stainhouse falls to Columbus. Didn't have a ton of box experience at that time. He was young. Right. What did you see in him that made you go out and grab him at that time? Well, I actually didn't draft him. That was uh, the, uh, the group before us, uh, Brad. But uh, I knew Mark very well. Coached against him in junior. Uh, just a fabulous player. And we all kind of knew that he was going to have the career he did. He had a great career and uh, dynamic. He could do a lot of things and, uh, and personality, which uh, I think Mark's one of the guys that uh, used to sell tickets. He, he could sell tickets. People, people paid to see him play. Did you trade him? The old Skelly. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did trade him. He, uh, he wanted to out of Columbus. He wanted to get to Buffalo. And we, had to, we had to deal him, so uh, yeah, we Saint, did trade him. St. Catherine's guy wanted to be closer to home. Yeah. Bring back yeah. the land sharks, by the way. Yeah, hey, there you perfect. go. I mean, that, that that franchise, I think, had some potential there in Columbus. Absolutely. Good oh, market. Uh, yeah, a couple more minutes here with uh, general manager of Fort Worth, the new NLL franchise, Bob Hamley. And we've seen Steve Govett. We've seen Paul Day. We've seen Dan Carey kind of all go in, in different directions as far as expansion uh, drafting, Bob. And – I guess you, you kind of have to make a decision on, on which direction you want to go in that regard. Uh, do, you, do you plan to load up on the back end and work your way forward, or are you going to go the other direction? Do you want veteran leadership or a little mix of everything and then kind of fill in the holes with uh, the entry draft? What's, what's the strategy for Fort Worth heading into not only the expansion draft, but the entry draft as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, the good news is we have a great runway until we – we get to make those decisions. And obviously the head coach that I choose, Jake, this is new for me. I, I always had dinner with the head coach and slept with the head coach. So uh, we can, we can make those decisions together, but the head coach is going to be a big influence on that. And uh, you know, once I find that, uh, that person, uh, I think it'll start to become a little clearer what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Yeah, um, on that, Bob, when, when you want to get a head coach in place. Yeah, we're, we're, we've started talking to fellows. Like I said, we, we had a lot of resumes, and Greg talked to a lot of guys about, um, you know, even the position that uh, I eventually received, uh, fortunately. But um, so sooner rather than later, uh, we want to start that process, and we want to do it the right way, but, but it has to be the right guy. Um, so, um, you know, obviously the expansion draft is huge. Uh, you see what Danny Carey did in Rochester, did a good job, and – Unfortunately for New York, it uh, went the other way, and, and uh, unfortunately. But so we, we want to draw on the history of what's happened, and we want to have our own, you know, pal, uh, plan, and we want to put our, our stamp on it too on the, on the players that we choose. But obviously you start with the expansion, and then as Brad touched on, the first pick in the draft will be key as well. 
You're down, obviously, well-connected uh, where you are, Bob, and, and with the 3D uh, lacrosse experience that you've had. And so you know a lot of the guys coming up out of that area and the college guys. Um, how how right. connected are you still to the Ontario Junior A game and the BC Junior A game where a lot of those guys are going to be, you know, playing playing double at draft time? Yeah, I'm sure my detractors probably, that was probably a big question mark. But I've stayed in hand. And you know what lacrosse community is like, Brad. We're all pretty tight and – we always stay in touch and that's what's so great about our game. I can make a couple of calls and, and get the feel of a player or what have you. I don't necessarily have to be at every game. Now that said, that'll be one of my focuses next summer when they get going again, I'll be up there, you know, British Columbia and Ontario, just getting back into it. But, you know, and the other thing is, uh, you know, most times your head coach will either be from, uh, you know, a junior coach in BC or a junior coach in, in Ontario. So that will be very helpful as well. And then we'll, we'll start building a scouting department as well, which uh, will help me immensely. Well, I was just about to say, Challenger's looking for a, for a scouting position. If you got one open uh, here in, in BC, Bob. See a lot of summer ball, Bob. See a lot of summer ball. He's way ahead of you, Jake. I re received his resume two oh. weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know, speaking of, of all your connections, Bob, we, we, have, uh, we often reminisce about the glory days of, of the National Cross League, the MILL back in the day. And you, oh, boy. You were, of course, a, a member of that vaunted Buffalo Bandits team that, that is highly regarded as maybe the greatest NLL team of all time with stars right. on, on all over the floor there. Walk me through those those years back in Buffalo in the early days, Bob. That looked like a lot of fun to play in that league and in those games and on that team. Yeah, it really was, Jake. Just a great group led by Les Bartley and Johnny Meridian. And uh, you just go down the list of, of guys. Like, we had three power plays on that team. It was just uh, ridiculous. And uh, you know what? Um, we sold out, I don't know. 19th Street or 20th Street, 16,325 in the odd. You know, you, yeah. yeah, you used to stand for the national anthem and go, what is going on right now? Well, you, you know, you had to pinch yourself. And, and then when you got your paycheck, you really had to pinch yourself. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, we started winning. You know, we lost our first three games. People don't realize we lost to Detroit twice with the Gates and we lost to um, New York as well and uh, then we started rolling we figured it out and the leadership group and the goaltending we we had it all we we went uh, we went on a big streak so winning winning was fun too but I said it a lot of times to a lot of kids I wish all of us as lacrosse people that have been involved could get a feel for that or be part of it it's it's just no it's phenomenal it was phenomenal there's no more, no more spandex though, right? No more, no more spandex. Boy, I wonder I didn't get cut because of that. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were, we were talking last night in, in our chat group about uh, the Detroit Turbos and the Buffalo Bay. And I don't think a lot of people realize that John Tavares, I think that was it because it was just yes. his birthday a couple of days. It was actually yep. created probably with a guy that you still talk to maybe a little bit and Brian Nicola. Yeah, that was uh, the, you know, no disrespect to Brian. Brian was a great player in his own right, but that had to be the uh, the biggest lopsided trade uh, ever. I always just think, oh, John Tavares, Buffalo Bears, but there was a day, I believe, drafted 1991 back to the Detroit. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Johnny Meridian uh, traded for JT, and the rest is history, as they say. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable is right. What a player. 
Well, we, well, yeah, I think I think I'm tapped. I think uh, we wish you yeah. the best of luck, and and hopefully it's uh, it's a nice draft pick for you next uh, next fall, Bob. But uh, best of luck down at Fort Worth, and uh, thanks for doing this. Hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, Brad. I thought you were going to touch on Joey Caputo. We got him late. Uh, oh, you got him late. I, I got oh, I got yeah. more. I got more. I wanted I wanted to talk Joey. <laughs> He's a great one. But anyway, hey, thanks hey, a lot, guys. Save some gold for the next time we have you. Probably uh, <laughs> you after November seventeenth, sometime, Bob, when they make the new name announcement. We'll see the team colors and all of that sort of stuff. Maybe even a coaching staff in place by then. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Labor Day, Bob. Thanks for doing this, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for your time, guys. Good seeing you. That was Bob Hamley, Vice President of Lacrosse Operations and the General Manager of the new franchise down there in Fort Worth, Texas. Brad, I know we're still a ways away from going down, but I cannot wait to see professional lacrosse down in the Lone Star State. Yeah, if they if they can attach themselves to lacrosse the way that they have you know, high school football and, and normal NFL football and college football and the Dallas Stars and the run they're making, they've always had a fantastic fan base ever since day one, uh, moving down from Minnesota. That was a unique thing at the time. Remember, we could not believe um, you know, in, in 97 or 98, whatever it was, that Minnesota was moving a hockey team to Dallas, Texas. That was like unheard of. And they go win a cup and they capture the imagination of that city and they've hosted large events for the league ever since. So maybe this is something that the, the NLL can do in forward too. And we didn't really get a chance to talk to Bob about it, but you know, when the league goes looking for new franchises there, they have a criteria owner building grassroots, right? And, and apparently there is a burgeoning grassroots uh, box, not just outdoor lacrosse, but box lacrosse program, happening uh in, in the north side of texas so that's, uh, that's good dallas box lacrosse down there kind of started the ball rolling before the franchise came to town you're right uh owner building market and, and grassroots those are kind of the pillars that that commissioner nick sakevich is looking for when he goes into looking for an expansion market and i think they got it down there in fort worth texas gonna be fun to watch uh, let's take a break here bradley on episode 96 and we'll come get your lawnmower ready, Brad. Uh, quick sticks and, and slash under review slash something else coming up in quarter three. Keep it right here. Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Hey, this is Craig Rubzinski, the voice of the Rochester Nighthawks. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, your go-to source for all things NLL and Fox Lacrosse. Back here on Lacrosse Classified, episode number 96. Jay Kelly and Brad Challoner back in the co-hosting show. Back when we used to do this, Bradley, you would kind of uh, drive the proverbial bus, as it were. But now I've gotten so used to this role that uh, I'm driving the bus and, and you're the passenger, which is, I don't know, something we got to get used to, I guess. I am already used to it, man. I couldn't be happier than to to sort of react to the things you were throwing out there. So this is a fun little turn of events, and I hope the people listening uh, are enjoying it as much as you and I are, are doing it. Yeah, well, I'm having the the Mondayest of Mondays today for, for people. <laughs> I don't know why I insist on telling people this, but we've had major <laughs> computer issues today. So we've switched up from Zoom. We're actually recording this segment uh, old school, as it were, uh, working out some technical glitches here on Lacrosse Classified on, upon your return. Anyways, uh, quick sticks 
I got to get this in there as well, because Ty Merrill was actually the one who said, Manscaped and Quick Sticks sounds like a marriage to me. So here we are. So thanks to Ty Merrill for that little suggestion, because I think it's a, a beautiful one. Quick Sticks brought to you by Manscaped and the brand new Lawnmower 3.0, Bradley. And uh, I know you got your shipment in a few days before I do. I was all jealous having to wait. Mine went from like Vegas to Louisville, down to Seattle, then up to Rich. It was all over the place, but I know. Uh, some of the boys as well like I've gotten tweets I've gotten texts I've gotten Facebooks I've gotten tweets people are buying this using the lacrosse classified promo code laxclass20 and nothing but rave reviews about the new lawnmower 3.0 tell me about your balls Bradley how are they doing after a a date with the lawnmower oh I thought you'd never ask (laughs) I knew this. So, uh, there's a sentence I, I, w- I thought I would never <laughs> say on the podcast. Tell me about your balls, Brad. And uh, I thought I would never hear. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, got, I got the kit a couple of days early and perfect time. And I knew this, this sponsorship was coming down. So, you know, I let I let things get a little gnarly for the last, <laughs> you know, little while. So yes. I can put the, right, the right. 7,000 RPM motor and the quiet stroke technology to, to use. And started from the chest down, and let me tell you, man, it's like a, a hot butter or a hot knife going through, going slicing through butter. No chafing, no pulling, uh, no rashes afterwards. Did the whole chest went a little lower than that? If you catch my drift, but you know, it was uh, it was smooth, it was quiet, it was discreet. If you're going to the beach this weekend, you can fire this puppy up hours before you go, and you don't have to worry about any yeah any bumps and bruises and cuts. Uh, they, they sent over the preserver ball deodorant. Oh, that's, I mean, that so is, that is the stuff right there, right? Put like that a- to work. And I think my favorite product so far is the, the ball toner reviver. Oh, this is like, um, this is like smelling salts for your nether region, mm. I think. So, and it's know, like the you, fountain of fountain of youth for, for the family jewels as well. Like you just feel exactly. like. If you need a little boost, if you're if you're hemming and hawing, pissing and moaning about going out for a run or going to play some wall ball or getting out for a workout, two blasts of the Reviver, and uh, you will be running out of the house as fast as you can, good to go. Yeah, and so I, highly, highly recommend checking out Manscaped.com. And honestly, this is not just for the men. This is for the wives, the girlfriends, or, or the boyfriends, whatever. Uh, you know, if you're maybe your partner is. Just let things slip a little bit down there, and uh, you want to send them a subtle reminder. Uh, just maybe just drop the the lawnmower 3.0 on on the bathroom counter and um, make a date of it or whatever. The other thing we got in our little care package, Brad, and I think we were special, but we got some underwear and a T-shirt and and. <laughs> I'm not even joking about this, and and I said some, but Danny and I went out for a walk uh, along Ambleside out there in North Shore uh, over the weekend, and I wore my Manscaped t-shirt, and I literally caught a woman look at my shirt and then look down south immediately after it. Follow the eyes. Yes. Be like a game. Yes. And uh, I said, did you see that, Danny? And she says, no, what? And I said, that lady literally looked at my shirt and then looked at my junk. So uh, marketing working at <laughs> its finest right there. Don't forget, manscaped.com. Use the promo code LAXCLASS20. Help out yourself. Help out the podcast. 
at the same time because uh, enough people use the promo code. These guys are going to stick around for the long term, which uh, I think we're off to a pretty good start already. So Manscaped, happy to have them on board and uh, tons of features to go along with that. We'll talk more about it in the coming weeks, I'm sure. Quick sticks is what we do here in quarter three, Brad. And uh, what do I got here for quarter number three? Some signings coming down in the NLL over the last week. Is that starting to slow down a little bit? But uh, Johnny Lintz, Lintzer, uh, Jeff Wittig, Warren Jeffrey all re-upping with the Mammoth for one year. That's uh, some important signings there. Yeah, they've got one of the best young defenders in the league in Warren Jeffrey and then locking up a, a guy who – once retired and became a National Cross League coach for a minute and then came back on the floor in John Lintz, who is a, is a grizzled vet in this league but keeps himself in great shape, and I'm happy to see Linter uh, get another year. On God, the you forget, I forgot about that. Uh, just right? getting married, I think, too, Johnny Lintz. Uh, one of my favorite follows on social media, too. Him and his, his now wife are just a fun couple to, to kind of follow along with. Uh, some important news here coming out of World Lacrosse and – more importantly, Team Ireland, and, and led by Mike Kennedy, who made way here for the Iroquois Nationals to be a part of the World Games, voluntarily stepping aside here as the eighth team to to open up a spot, essentially, for the Iroquois, who are not in yet, but again, the path heading in the right direction. The the road is widening here as uh, letters of acceptance now from USA and Canada's Olympic committees and USA and, to, and U.S. lacrosse as well, welcoming the Iroquois into the world game. So we're not quite there yet, but a huge and an honorable move from Team Ireland and then the right decisions here from Canada and U.S. to to sign the letters of acceptance as the ball continues to roll towards Birmingham here. Yeah, and so the the new list of eight teams will get submitted and then the International World Games Association will have to approve that list of eight names. I don't see why they would turn that back on that now. This is another step forward. I, I still think it's a long way uh, until we're getting to 2028 Olympic talks because yes. that's a whole other sort of can of worms that has to get opened up, but... Just what a class move by by Ireland this week and embodying everything that this sport uh, is about. They know where the roots came from. They knew it, it wasn't right how the Iroquois were being treated, and they they spoke with, with actions, and actions are obviously louder than words, right? And you heard Cody Jameson, you and Charlie had a, had a fantastic interview with him last week, Jumbo, and basically saying he felt slighted by Canada and the U.S. and other countries by knowing that this tournament was going to go ahead with out the Iroquois being there and they didn't do anything about it and now uh some some things have changed and now Ireland's actually doing something about it and they're speaking louder than anybody right now so uh so credit to Ireland lacrosse and Mike Kenny just an un- unbelievably classy move yeah and on the flip side of classy is unclassy or scummy if it were Brad and and I don't even really want to give attention to these guys but I don't want people supporting and, and wasting their money either as a company called GTX lacrosse on Twitter uh, came up with a t-shirt design and I don't know if they had the right intentions at heart or not but whether they did or they didn't the proceeds weren't going to the Iroquois or Team Ireland they were raising or making money off of their likeness again this is wrong people you don't do it and uh, make sure you're not supporting these guys uh, give your freaking head a shake GTX lacrosse Speaking of give your head a shake, uh, I 
We haven't done like report cards for a long time, Bradley, and I think we we may need to bring that back in some capacity here moving forward. Just perusing Instagram over the last few days, and and something I start to see is popping up more and more of these like, you know, viral videos of kids doing trick shots or you know whatever they're out in the backyard sniping corners, and then they throw their stick after they do it. Like it's the cool thing to do. And I posted a comment on on one of these threads. I said, quit throwing your stick. It's disrespectful. And the kid replied, disrespectful to who? Do you want to explain this? Well, clearly, clearly this kid hasn't done his uh, his history and his research. But you are lacrosse is your stick. That is an extension of you and you uh, together you become one and that's how you excel at this sport. And yeah, I'm with you, man. To drop it out of disrespect is, is, is disgusting really. And you know, when I, when I play out front with my kids, they're young, but even if they're, when we get done playing, they get distracted by a, you know, a caterpillar that walks across the street. Sure. If they drop their stick and chase after the caterpillar. I'm like, stop, get back here, pick up your stick. You do not chuck it. You don't drop it on the ground like that. And they place it in the garage with, uh, head side up, leaning against the wall, like pocket pounded out in, in a nice shape. <laughs> because that's how they got to put it away, man. Yeah. That's how they got that's how they have to put it away. You gotta respect your stick from a young age. And I remember the first time uh I think it was the Georgia Swarm came through the Langley Event Center, our first time seeing Lyle and Miles um in the National Lacrosse League here in the lower mainland. Uh it was them two and it was Hyanna at the time, three of them on the swarm team when they were doing uh, stretches before the, uh, before the warm up, they all put their sticks down on the ground, all in like a perfect symmetrical line to the boards, their gloves off to the side, a ball underneath the pocket, the pocket pounded out. And I just remember thinking to myself like, that is, that yeah, is lacrosse yeah. right there. That's how you, that's how you treat your weapon. That is how you treat your stick because that is, uh, that's your medicine. And that's going to ultimately determine how you, how you perform that night. So I always tell my kids and tell if I've, ever get back into coaching respect your stick just respect your stick yeah that's it uh and and somebody you know had to chimed in for me i didn't have to explain it but you know for the people out there that were kind of wondering why why is zed williams holding on to his stick during an mvp ceremony it's because of his connection to his stick and it means that much to him that he probably i mean like i'm not joking i bet you when he was in utah that thing was like his wife like he was sleeping with that thing and and talking to it and and all the rest of it so um i don't know how far you need to take it but quit throwing your stick like it's not cool uh hopefully for the kids out there listening to that what else do we got here on quick sticks for episode 96 uh bcla brad this is big news phase three competitive return to competitive play and i think this is right from the kids up to the men here uh you're allowed to play some field lacrosse outdoors now does that mean we're uh we're joining the poco we might. League? I know we, we're, we're I, I mean, to play back in April and it got postponed. Yeah. Are ready to go now? Or it's been week to week, week to week. Um, emails are coming in. Personally, I need to get myself a new hip before I, I play lacrosse again. But I think <laughs> you are, are more than welcome to, to get out to Gates Park. I'll come down and watch or something. Maybe I'll referee. Uh, Connor Fields back with the San Diego Seals. Swarm using that 10th pick. Uh, they had the option whether to use that or not. They will, well, they might not use it. They might trade it. But uh, it is in play here for the upcoming 
2020 entry draft, which goes September the 17th. BR Live, Facebook, YouTube, Devin, Caney, Stamper, Tabby as well uh, those, with your draft coverage. Those gluttons down in Georgia. Those yeah. gluttons. That, that gives them three. Four. No, four. I think four. four. I think it's four. I had, I had six, eight, and ten then picking. Maybe they've got a – I, I think they like have four. I'd have to go back and check, but I, I yeah, remember I, hearing I wrote four. Down my, I wrote down in my notes here three. Okay, well, you're the note ten, guy. Well, I here you go. That. I got it right in front of me right here. Uh, so let's run this down right now. I think you're right. Uh, Riptide, Nighthawks, Warriors, Seals, Roughnecks, then Georgia from Colorado, Sask from Philly. That's the seventh pick. Eighth pick, Georgia, Buffalo, nine, Georgia 10, Halifax, Sask, Georgia again. Oh, from New England. Cool. Halifax, San Diego, Philadelphia. Well, that, that's Orlada doing what Orlada – it's Orlada doing Orlada thing, yeah. right? That's so, what it is. So I was right, right? Four there. Yeah. Uh, by the way – right. I'll, I'll chalk that one up to you. Yeah, one nothing uh, in, in that department. And by the way, uh, two nothing in, in the good question – Dings! If you weren't paying attention earlier to our interview with Bob Hamley, Brad, two nothing out of the gates here. Okay, well, you, when you listen back, you'll hear it. Uh, two two dings in there, so we'll we'll no, keep. Meaning only you only you count those kind of. Things. No, no, yeah. we're. we're I'm, just, I'm just happy having a good guest. I got a spreadsheet. Uh, we're gonna keep a running tally of this. I want you to take it personally. And uh, this this is going to matter here moving forward. So uh, starting good, now, two nothing starting today. Yes, now uh, this is normally where we send things to our good buddy Don Andrews to take us under review, but I think we're going to put under review on hiatus and bring in our good friend Jim Elsu. I want to say co-hosted back in episode eighty four, maybe. Uh, somewhere around in there, number did well uh, with the Jimmer hosting. So Jim is going to have a little commentary, a little editorial called something else. And, well, why don't I just let Jim explain it? Hi, Lacrosse Classified. It is Jim Else here. I'll be doing a one, two, or three-minute little throat bunch of a segment for Lacrosse Classified. I will be taking on hot takes, cold takes, medium takes. I don't care what kind of takes. I'll do it as long as Jake wants me to do it or as long as I want to do it. It doesn't really matter. It's not my life's goal to uh, to do this, but here I am. Firstly, I want to say thank you to Jake for letting me do it and welcome Brad Challoner back on the show. He is a voice that's been missing. His high-pitched little cackle is uh, definitely what this podcast missed uh, with all the monotone out there you didn't even know who was talking at least now we'll know when brad's talking and he says some pretty smart stuff on a pretty regular basis anyways uh that's about it for me it's 1 30 in the morning on monday morning i've taken 49 takes to get this done uh jake should be able to take out all the uhs and ums and whatever else needs to go out of there to make it sound okay and i'll be posting things on my twitter at jiml68 over the next few days for topics for next week's show and uh i really look forward to it um come at me i don't care good times ciao well, there you go. Uh, something else coming up in the coming weeks here on Lax Class, uh, courtesy of Jim Else over there at the used car 
Auto Center in Victoria. Um, but that will still be brought to you by G. Wilson Construction. We're, Brad, I know uh, you, you know a couple of people in the radio business, so I'm hoping maybe you can get a little voiceover done for something else brought to you by G. Wilson Construction. But uh, in the meantime, I will tell you to head over to gwilsonconstruction.com. Award-winning firm, single focus, building fine custom homes. Upload your resume, start your career in the construction business tomorrow uh because you probably can't get to work right now but uh, what do you think bradley i think this this has some potential here from the gym or something else uh, could be a little dangerous could be a little fun and who knows what else it could be no i'm really looking forward to it and the thing i'll say about about jimmer who i who i absolutely love and adore and he's been a great ambassador for this uh for this sport you know and he he says he says what's on his mind he doesn't worry about burning any bridges because of it and it's fantastic but you know, Jim is not just a fan. If people knew the inside connections that he has. Like, he's an insider's insider, Jim Ellis, with the relationships that he has with players and, and how, how he keeps his cards close to his chest. He doesn't betray any of those loyalties. But, you know, the man is a, is a deeper insider than almost anybody that, that covers this sport. He doesn't even really officially <laughs> cover it. But, you know, what I, you know what I mean? Like, he's a, a, all I can call him is an insider's insider. And, but he does it all for the love of the game and for the growth of the game. And I'm, and I'm glad that he's, uh, he's helping us out for the next little bit here. So, love you, Jimmer. Yeah, it's, it's, honestly, it's because the, the boys trust him, right? They, they want to they wanna unload a little bit. They want to get some things off their chest. And, and they, they trust Jimmer that uh, he'll, he'll, keep, he'll keep them out of it and, and probably get that message delivered to where it needs to go. And, and then they go from there. But you're right. Like, I mean, there's, there's so many times where I'll see a tweet from Jim and just be like, that's so bang on. Like, you know, I mean, I wish I could say that. But yeah. he well, just yeah, he got, just says you know, it. He you know, just says what, it. That's what, no, that's what no affiliations kind of affords you is that is that freedom. And he's that guy. Absolutely. So we'll look forward to something else brought to you by G. Wilson Construction coming up. Uh, hopefully next week, Jimmer will will have some some content for us here on episode ninety seven. Uh, but right now, quarter number three is about to come to a close. We're moving into the final frame and Stampede Tax. Who you got on the other side? Episode ninety six, Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're going to have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores! Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com tickets today. Hey, this is Randy Stotts from the Iroquois Nationals. You're listening to Lag Flash, your go-to source for all NLL and box across. And now it's time for another round of Who You Got? Back on Lax Class, no more breaks here. Thanks to our friends at the Vancouver Warriors, Bradley. I know we're on Zoom right now looking at each other. Uh, you got your Warriors hat on. We talked a lot about what they're going to do at the three-hole and if you want to keep up to date with the Vancouver Warriors, check them out at VancouverWarriors.com, at NLL Warriors on the old Twitter and Instagram. By the way, we should probably let people know, I've turned over the keys to you on both uh, Twitter and Instagram for the Lacrosse Classified account, so it's not just me 
tweeting or or Instagramming on those two accounts. Speaking of that, Bradley, I, I hope you did not see it. But as I do normally when I'm out on a run and kind of cooling down, I'll hop on Instagram and do a little story, let people know who's on last episode, who's coming up on the next. Well, I did that, and I was in the middle of my run and posted that up only to get back into my car and kind of rewatch that because, you know, I got sweat coming down. And I had the biggest piece of drool slobber coming <laughs> off of my cheek for about, for about 20 seconds. I'm oh. like, I, I'm, I'm literally deleting the video in my car like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And Danny's texting me going, babe, you got drool coming off <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I think only about 13 people had to endure that horrific graphic, but uh, I got a new one posted up in, up there in, in pretty short order, so uh, be careful. You should have left it, man. It's nah. just raw. Yeah, raw just as is. Here's snarling me. Take it dog, or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Savage. <laughs> Sudden, just watch the, the follower count just disappear. <laughs> Fourth quarter... Shout out to the Vancouver Warriors. Add in a little Warriors. Uh, nothing's offside there. The new ticket prices coming up, all that sort of stuff. New information will be rolling out in short order, so stay tuned for that. Uh, this is quarter four. This is Stampede Tax, who you got. And you need something to complement your oil skin coat or jacket? Sure you do. Why not have a look at their online store, Outback Trading Company Oil Skin Hats. Made in a diverse range of colors and styles, there's something to protect every head from Mother Nature's harsh elements. Many hats include features such as chin cords, hidden security pockets, and shapeable brims. Out there in Cloverdale since 1966, shop online. It's still shopping local. Stampede.ca. Perhaps it's been a while since we've done Who You Got together and last two fights of round number three. We'll post these fights up on Twitter, at Lax Class. You post your vote, who you think's going to win. And uh, we're going to work our way. So what are we, episode 96? So we got 97. I think we may be crowning the champion for episode 100 if things work out here. I, I have yet to kind of do that math, and I'm not going to ask you to do it because we all know how that goes. But I think, uh, I think the the champion might be crowned on episode 100, which would be really cool. Uh, last two fights around three here. Let's start on the right side. We're at the bottom of the bracket here, and it's Paul Dawson who got past our, our boy Brian Shanahan in round one. He beat up Jamie Hackle in round two, and now taking on the pride of the Berards and People talking about Ward Sanderson here and how big his hands were and, and of his era, nobody tougher than Ward Sanderson. He's got a lot of love in this tournament as he took out Brody McDonald in round two. And who did he beat up he's in getting, round He's getting that old dog vote. You know, this is a very new-ish yeah. bracket. I know you tried to balance it out, but, mm-hmm. but he's certainly getting that old dog vote to keep going. And this is going to be uh, – he could get past Paul Dawson. We'll see. Uh, Richie Catton in round one, Brody McDonald in round two. Now Ward Sanderson taking on Paul Dawson in round three. Brad Schellner, who you got? Give me Ward Sanderson. One for the old school. Okay, I'm I'm down with it. Uh, I don't want to piss Paul off because uh, I know he's following along with this, uh, especially when he was fighting Shanahan. Like, they both said they voted for the other guy. I don't know how much Paul cares about winning this tournament, but I'm going to go with Paul Dawson only because he wears the number two. I have no other reason 
than that. I don't know who's going to win this fight, but give me Paul Dawson over Ward Sanderson. We'll see how that plays out. Final fight of round three, and Jeff Molesky. I know you're 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 well versed in in Big Mo here, Brad. We spent a lot of time around Jeff Molesky. The pride of Prince George, uh, doing good things up there in PG with with lacrosse as well. Jeff Molesky getting past Kip Garraway in round number one, and getting past Mike Coyle. I didn't think he was going to get past Coiler in in round two, but he did. So now Jeff Molesky taking on one Scotty Psycho McMichael and Scotty. Well. His path to round three here, Brad, uh, knocked me out in round one and then took out Kyle Laverty, former penalty minute leader in the National Lacrosse League in round number two. So it's Scotty Psycho McMichael up against Jeff Molesky here in round three. Who you got? This is a tough one. Um, yeah, Big Mo. Like, this is a guy who drove to stealth home games, not just in uh, in Langley, but even further down south in Everett. Drove to home. Forget about airplanes. He was like, I don't, I don't need that. Or maybe it was tough to get flights from Prince George to Everett. But Jeff Molesky used to drive from PG. It's like eleven Everett. hours. That's, yeah, it's about eleven hours. Yeah, before before a home game, no big deal. Like that would make me want to become a fighter too. Because I'd be so <laughs> enraged by making that trek all the time but jeff molesky was just that kind of guy loved it i love big mo but scotty mcmichael when he i never saw him go before my time but i know uncle frick's gonna be all about bumping the vote here and i think i saw junior reply like is there this even a contest like yeah. mcmichael's gonna win it the whole way so you know if john grant jr's putting his support behind someone like that then then i'm gonna go scotty McMichael. sure and and i'm a i'm as well because i honestly i think i want Scott, scotty to win this thing now because he took me out in the first round. So if I lose to the eventual champion, then, then I'll be just fine with that. And, and you're right. So trip McNeely was, was going off on, uh, on grammar there, Derek Graham on Twitter talking about, you know, Derek said, all the, you know, one guy I'd be really concerned about would be Timmy O'Brien. And, and, and trip was like, well, I, I think you're missing somebody. And, and Scotty and, and Derek actually had a really good scrap. Apparently miles general, another one that people talk about when talking about McMichael and, and his prowess. So, um, tough as they come, Scotty McMichael, I got to go with him as well. And, uh, he'll be taking on Patty Campbell in, in the elite eight here if uh if scotty gets through so that that'll be an interesting bout as well so mcmichael over molesky you got sanderson i got dawson we'll see how that plays out uh in stampede tax who you got we'll put those up on twitter speaking of twitter bradley since you're making your return to the program here let the people know how they can find you brad chow c-h-a-double-l have a summer. Uh, so Brad's at Brad Shell. I'm at PXP for sports. The show is at Lax Class at Lacrosse Classified on Instagram. Got an email as well, lacrosseclassified at gmail.com. If you're not a social media er and you just want to email me, you can do that as well. Uh, and subscribe to the podcast. Comes out every Tuesday around noon Pacific time. And uh, we'll be cranking this thing out next Tuesday as well. Episode 97 coming up. Let us know who you want to hear from. And, and most of the time we'll, we'll put a guest up. And if you have any questions or anything like that, you can get at us as well. And uh, we'll do our best to answer your questions here on Lacrosse Classified once again. I think we're done, Brad. I think that's it. Yeah. 
welcome. Uh, thanks for having me back, buddy. Yeah. Nice to reconnect and hop on the uh, hop on the old bike. Hopefully, we can figure out this computer thing, and and we'll have smooth sailing next week. And maybe one day we can be back in the same room again, and this <laughs> yeah. would be a lot easier. Let's but, get uh, yeah. Let's get down to the studios and make it happen all right episode number 96 is done thanks to bob hanley for stopping by for a chat of course to our fabulous sponsor stampede tack vancouver warriors associated labels and packaging g wilson construction and manscaped.com use that promo code lax class 20 do it for bad challenger i've been jake kelly and for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator we'll talk to you next time here on lacrosse classified on the lacrosse flash podcast network in the meantime stay safe and stay healthy everybody